Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome back to Spiritually Empowered. I'm really glad that you're here with me today. How about we start with a really deep breath? Blowing out, exhaling out anything you don't need in this moment. I hope you're doing well. I hope that you're feeling nourished. If it's cold and dry where you're at, I hope that you are warming yourself, drinking teas and slowing down and wearing your fuzzy socks and warming your body from the inside out. Winter is really about turning inwards. I think of the water element of, you know, having that weighted blanket on, kind of sinking into ourselves, looking at you know, our vision for our lives, remapping our lives, which is literally what I do for a living. I help people remap their lives because what you experience is um, dictated. What you experience is really dictated by the maps that you're carrying, the beliefs and the stories and the karma and the ancestral stuff. Everything that we see is, you know, a projection of ourselves. And also, you know, I also believe that you know, some things maybe do just happen to teach us lessons, right? It's not like everything that happens is your fault and you manifested your sickness and yada, yada, yada. It's really not about placing bigger judgment on yourself. It's really about realizing that you're a co-creator with the God, the great spirit of your own understanding. You are a co-creator. So you really do have a say. The thoughts you dwell on do become real. And so it's never about, spirituality is never about placing greater judgment on yourself. And so this is really key. It has been for me on my spiritual path. Um, You know, where am I called to release those swords of judgment? Because judgment doesn't get us anywhere straight up. Like if judgment worked, if judging myself worked, fine worked as in helped me live a greater life of greater service, abundance, intimacy in my relationships. If judging myself was beneficial for that, okay. But what judgment can do is it can actually be like a chain on our ankles because the more we judge, the more we have this charge within us. And as we know in this energetic universe, the charges that we hold are going to be um, reflected to us in 3D reality. These charges that we hold, these judgments that we hold, we're going to manifest them on some level in our lives because I think a part of being human is, is about manifesting experiences that help you develop greater compassion, greater neutrality, greater peace within yourself. And so whatever you're judging intensely, I'll speak for myself, whatever I've judged intensely, I've been challenged to face that on a personal level, whatever it is, whether it's addiction or whatever it is, you know, overeating, all these things, binge eating for many years, I've been challenged with these different things to help me remove those charges of judgment. Because when I unshackle myself, then I can turn my pain into my purpose. When I unshackle judgment, when I fall in love with the judger in me, when I give myself a get out of jail free card every time, 
that allows me to see the wisdom in my experience, to take the teaching, to take the blessing from my experience versus repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating my addictions and my, you know, whatever else patterns I've healed and transmuted and turned into wisdom and compassion. All of those have been opportunities. Opportunities to remove these judgments and fall in love with what my ego thought I could never love. How could I love the judger in me? How could I love the person that's addicted in me? How could I love the part of me that's in pain? That's what winged alchemy, that's what I offer in this medicine. That is it. Love liberates. Boundaries are also sexy, so right? So it's a dance. But I always start with acceptance because what you run from chases you. What you're holding under the rug and holding underwater, you are giving it energy. You are empowering it. So I always start with acceptance, right? You can't change anything unless you first accepted it. So it's not just all good, all good, all good, let it all be, let it all run wild. No. Boundaries are sexy. Limitations are sexy, right? In the physical world, we really need those structures to feel free. So again, this dance of duality, this dance of polarity, and instead of running away from one, we're including both polarities. It's both and. So I didn't even know I was going to go into that. Um, <laughs> I had a whole nother idea for today's chat, but here we are. I hope you're doing well. Thanks for pressing play today. I'm really glad that you're here. And how about another breath? Maybe offer yourself that medicine of acceptance. Drop the swords. Love the part in you that's the hardest to love. So here's what I wanted to bring you today. And it's about evolution. It's about change. It's about being flexible. It's about stepping out of bounds in a conscious way. So when I was on my path of awakening towards the beginning, I realized that I was consuming lots of toxic things. And I started to create greater structures with my life and with, quote unquote, what I allow myself to do and consume. And it really served me, right? I've been sober for many years. I, I want to be the clearest channel for spirit. And if you follow me on Instagram, I spoke a little bit about this um, last night. <clears throat> So I, you know, when I had my awakening back in, shoot, 2014-ish, my first awakening, I really started to look at what I was consuming because I realized that the transmissions and the teachings, I started off my awakening journey as a yoga teacher, by the way, what was coming through me in the way of teachings and medicine and offerings was being filtered through my system straight up. If you're hearing scratches, that's my cat. She's being silly. So excuse that, please. So I realized that my body, my vessel, my instrument is the filter through which I bring God onto the planet straight up. 
my teachings, the wisdom that flows through me is filtered through my system. It's filtered through what I eat. All of that impacts the type of medicine and wisdom that comes out and through me to be of service to the world. And I think the Bhagavad Gita, which is an ancient Indian text, like one of the oldest mystical texts, is just incredible. Um, I think it translates to the song of God. And God, goddess, divine, great spirit, the unnameable one, you know, for me, these are all interchangeable. Find your jive. What jives with you in terms of the all, right? There's so many ways to talk about something that we cannot comprehend, our creator, right? And it's this idea that your body is the vessel. So if it's clouded, what you channel will be clouded. That's why before I teach, I like to eat my veggies. I like to move my body. I like to lubricate my spine because my body is the filter. It's coming through me. So if I am cloudy, if my gut is imbalanced, you know, your gut is your intuition. So if there's so much gluten, and this is not judgment, this is just what I've learned. If there's so much gluten you're consuming and so much sugar that you're consuming, you're going to not have a clear channel to your inner knowing. If your gut is imbalanced, you're not going to be able to hear your gut instincts as clearly. And when people do cleanses and gut cleanses and celery juice, you know, I hear time and time again, holy shit. I'm shifted by that. So the body-mind is, is so real, that connection. Western medicine, bless its heart, you know, it treats us like we're machines. Whereas Eastern medicine or these more, um, how do I want to say, holistic medicine paths like acupuncture and things, when you have a headache, they'll stick a needle in your toe. So these other holistic paths recognize that everything is connected. What you eat, what you consume is literally so important to your thought quality, your emotions, your sleep. It's everything. So I woke up to this and I was like, holy fuck. The songs that you're singing are programming your consciousness. If you're singing about heartbreak, 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 if you're watching movies about heartbreak, 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 guess what you're priming your reality with? Heartbreak. And that's not to say you have to hide under a rock or stay away from all these things. Sometimes those songs and those movies are really helpful in helping us process and actually feel those feelings of heartbreak. So it's not like it's quote unquote all bad. Nothing is quote unquote bad right? But when I started to realize this, I was like, oh my God, I want to be the purest channel. So fast forward to today. I love being sober. I love where I'm at. I love all these, you know, limitations and restrictions that I've put on myself. And here's a little personal update. I've been called to press on the edges of my character. This, this Ashley version that's holy and, you know, wants to sing the song of God and lead people back home to their soul and eat the vegetables and just be this like beautiful vessel for spirit. That's totally amazing. And I have felt this intuitive nudge to question the rules, to question the limitations and the structures that I've been living out that have served me. 
These structures have served me, but I've literally felt a call from everything from kink and a little bit of BDSM. I'm super curious, you know, and really some something's pulling me to, you know, kink and to explore my sexuality and to be more free and wild and unshamed in that department with myself and with my partner. And also about what I consume, you know, and for some people, maybe it's the opposite, right? Maybe you're somebody who is so balls to the wall and free and, you know, maybe some structures would be supportive for you. Maybe you want to hone in, but I've, for me, I've honed in for many years that I'm actually feeling like, dude, I want to go on a quote unquote walkabout, which I learned from Shaman Derek. And that's a practice of stepping out of bounds. We have these rules about who we are. We have these structures about who we're allowed to be, right? I identify as a sober person. I identify as this. I identify as that. Where are these identity structures limiting me? And at the end of the day, am I joyful? Am I happy? Am I nourished? Am I expressed? Spirituality is nothing more than evolving. If we are set in stone in who we are as a, as a being, we are going against the life code. The life code is evolution. And it's a dance, right? Maybe there's parts of you that still really serve you. There's parts of my being that I'm in love with, right? Like my meditation ritual every morning, you can't take it from me. (laughs) Every morning I'm on my cushion connecting with, you know, the divine and my soul. So there are some structures that, you know, are really beautiful and amazing and others that are limiting. So I'll give you an example. When I, before I met my partner now, I was attracting men who, and you may have heard this, this is something that I've spoken about. I really teach by example. I really offer medicine and healings by example. And so here we go. So I attracted a lot of men who disappointed me. It was this familiar feeling of disappointment, right? These beautiful men, amazing men would come into my life and, you know, I would get super interested and then they would be wobbly. They didn't know what they wanted. They were men who weren't certain about their own path, much less about who they wanted on their path. And I kept experiencing this feeling of disappointment of not being satisfied on any level, of not having that, you know, alpha male, that divine masculine presence in my life. And so this is just a a quick example. When I wanted to attract something different, I said, well, Ash, you're going to have to act differently. If you keep doing the same things, you're going to get the same results. And we've heard that so many times, right? Tony Robbins is somebody who speaks about that, but it's fucking true. If you want different, you have to move differently. And if you want to do it with ease, as much ease as possible, you'll actually go into your identity because we will always act in accordance with who we think and say we are. Tony Robbins is like, this is the strongest part of our psyche. If someone hands you a cigarette, I think this was Tony Robbins example, and they're like, do you want a cigarette? You're like, no, I don't smoke. You identify as somebody who doesn't smoke. Therefore, it's effortless to say no. No, I'm not into that. If you identify as somebody who travels the world, it's going to be effortless to go on that next trip. If you identify as a smoker, you're going to have a different response when somebody asks you for a cigarette. 
So a way to create more ease with your decisions so you don't have to grit and will and push because willpower will give the fuck out. I studied this in uh, college when I studied addiction from a scientific level. Your willpower will drop. Like you can't sustain gritting and gritting and gritting. You're going to pop at the end of the night and binge eat or do this. And that's okay. It's not bad. But I hope that sheds some light on these patterns. So I knew if I wanted a different man, I had to do something different. I had to step off the path. Not abandon myself, not go against who I am, but in a way, play with that. What is something I would never do? What is something I would just totally not do? For me right now, that's like having a glass of wine. I've been sober. I've worn that sober hat. I love that sober hat. I've been in recovery for all these years. What is something that I can play with? Like I've literally told my partner, I'm like, babe, I want to step, I want to do a ritual. I want to step out of character. I want to smoke a cigarette. I want to eat a steak and I want to have some wine and then I'll probably throw up. (laughs) So I've decided to not do all three, (laughs) but I am curious about animal products again, and I am curious about, you know, opening these doorways that have been closed shut inside of myself and really playing with, you know, what would happen? What would be freed up in me? Maybe I'll hate it. Maybe I'll love it. Again, spirituality is evolution. So what I did in my uh, relationship world was I went on a dating website because I judged it so much. I was like, this is gross. This is like, totally weird. I judge everybody who goes on these sites. You know, if you want to liberate yourself, quick tip, be honest. Be honest. Yeah, I judge the fuck out of dating sites. I think it's weird. I don't like it. I'm going to go ahead and do that. I'm just going to go on a dating website. (laughs) So I did. I stepped off the path, babe. I stepped off the goddamn path. It was something I did not want to do. I, you know, never could see myself doing that. And I did it. And it's not even that I met him on that site. I actually met him on Instagram. But the point I'm making is, where are you called to step off the path to, maybe? And it's not from a place of pressure. It's actually liberating your inner child. That part of you that just has this erotic innocence. It just wants to make love to life. It wants to swing on the swing set for four hours. Where is the inner person, that little person in you guiding you? How can you be more free? And maybe you're listening to this and the medicine here is actually the opposite for you. Maybe for you, it's about, wow, maybe I do want to put up some more structures about what I eat. Maybe I do want to commit to a daily meditation ritual. Or maybe you're like me and you're like, man, you know, I've had these constraints around who I say I can be, you know, and maybe it has to do with the way others perceive you. It usually does. For me, it totally does. You know, perhaps a part of me wants to be seen in a certain light. You know, perhaps a part of me doesn't want to be seen as this kinky bitch or doesn't want to be seen as somebody who has wine and smokes a cigarette every six months. 
you know, maybe I want to be seen as like more of a monk type, you know, a holy person. And that's not wrong. I'm just exploring like, wow, you know, how do I want to be perceived? And that is, you know, a level of manipulation and control, actually. You know, where am I manipulating or control? Manipulation is a pretty fucked up word. I'm not into it. So let's try control. Where am I attempting to control how others perceive me? How do I want to be looked at? How do I want to be perceived? Shamanism is earth medicine. It's about being a goddamn human. And I use cuss words very mindfully and intentionally. It's about being a fucking human. It's about relating to the physical world. It's about relating to our bodies, relating to food. Yes, it's about journeying and meeting spirit, but it's literally about being on this earth and in right relationship with every part of you, which includes the planet and the stars and the spirits. And shamanism was really my, my calling home back to my body, back to the planet, because some psychic souls, some highly attuned and sensitive empaths will disassociate from the earth realm because it's fucking hard. They'll use their psychic skills to hover above their bodies, to go to the angel realm, to split off. This is common and it's a skill and it doesn't serve at some point, right? So I can't speak for everybody who does this, but for me at some point it stopped serving me. You see this with uh, veterans, people who experience trauma and war, a way to protect the structure of the psyche is to check out, is to disassociate, is to hover above the experience, to literally consciously separate, split your consciousness. It's a skill when we experience intense trauma, trauma to any degree, right? If you're having an argument and it feels really unsafe, you can split, you can check out, you can armor. And all of these things are, you know, skills that we learn. And I've worked with a lot of empaths who, you know, don't really have the best relationship with the earth realm, with their purpose, with how they're walking, with how they're talking, with their relationships. And I've actually helped many souls come back to earth, come back into the body, reclaim their place on this planet. And for me and my work, it happens on a spiritual level. You know, one of my clients had one session and there's a review. She's like, this changed my life. This one session, it was one hour. That's what happens. You know, that's what can happen when you're working with somebody who has experience in these different realms. Who can really read the map of your soul to some extent and say, wow, where are you, you know, um, holding back in your life? Because every discordance everything starts in the realm of spirit in the invisible world matter is when it's manifested energy and then matter if you break down matter you literally get waves of energy and this energy can be and is constructed by your consciousness so i'm about you know being a co-creator really um, both influencing life and surrendering to life. Again, with that polarity, winged alchemy is really about uniting 
extremes, coming home to the middle path, the center path, where we can dip our toes into the dark, where we can dip our toes into the light. Fuck, we can go all the way. But we have that central core, that that heart, not hardened, but that core within us that knows that here we fucking are. We can journey. So for me, I, you know, came back into my body and still do, right? When I feel like hypersensitive and things like that, I really, you know, help myself back into my body and down into the roots and feeling safe again and occupying my body and occupying my home. Because if I'm checked out, who's occupying the space, right? You're kind of leaving the door open for negative entities. You're leaving the door open to be um, influenced by negative spirits. If you're not fully occupying your being, who the fuck is? And actual negative spirits will hang out in bars and in places where people are, you know, really, really checking out because they're easily influenced by negative energies and entities and people. And so it's, this has been a practice for me, not only about coming back into my body, but about de-armoring. And in order for me to really do that, I have to trust in my soul. I have to look at myself and say, my love, I am so sorry I abandoned you in this moment. I am so sorry that I didn't listen to you in this moment, that I made love when I didn't want to. I'm so sorry. Sometimes we have to make amends with ourselves like we would with somebody else. What's your relationship to your knowing? And would it be helpful to say, I'm sorry, or I'm so proud of you. You never gave up. Welcome back. You're home now. What part of you needs to hear a message from you? Maybe you have all these big career dreams and you just need to hear yourself say, I believe in you. You can do this. You can actually fucking do this. Straight to the heart, looking at yourself in the mirror. Maybe it's a whole bunch of stuff. Maybe it's, I'm sorry. Maybe it's, I believe in you. Maybe it's, I'm going to do different. And then in order to be in integrity, my love, you know this, we have to respond in a different way next time. When I was healing my binge eating, I really had to look at, it's going to fuck me up if I don't listen to my intuition. If I go against my knowing, it's going to not be good. And it's not like a sin and you're horrible. It's just, it's going to hurt myself. If I go against myself when I know it's not right for me, I'm going to hurt myself. And that's like a punch in the gut to yourself, right? So if you don't want to fucking do something, don't do it. And yes, we have to live our lives. We have to get gas in the car. We have to make money and all these things. But it's like, at the end of the day, if you're miserable somewhere, why are you there? Or if you're dreaming about a business, when are you going to fucking go and do it? Let's go. Let's do it. Snap our fingers. Let's jump. What are you waiting for? 
And I'm asking myself that. What are you waiting for? And as I've, you know, felt these callings to explore animal products, to really explore how can I be more free? How can I evolve? How can I be nourished and happy? In which structures can I press on? Can I devour? Can I kick open with love and honesty and consciousness? So that I can feel more free. At the end of the day, our deep knowing is going to call us to do more, to be more, to let go of things. And if we're listening, we will know our path forward. It's not about shoulds. It's not about I should do this and I should do that and this is this and this is that. It's about going into yourself, looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, babe, I trust you. Is this person aligned with your highest good? Yes or no? It's a level of ruthless honesty rooted in love. Is this right for you? Yes or no? Here's a tip. If you're highly emotionally charged, which raise your hand if you've experienced that. Hello, all of us. Welcome to humanity. If you're highly emotionally charged, you naturally have tunnel vision. So it's really not the best time to be asking when you're in a really stressed state, when you're crying, when you're upset, it's just not the best time for me, at least. Um, it's not the best time to ask for answers because when you are in a stress response, you're going to blur your vision. You're going to distort reality. When you're in a fight or flight stress response, you distort your reality. When you're in a stress response, you don't give a fuck about thriving. You give a fuck about surviving. So it's best to calm your nervous system, go through the emotions, give yourself time to feel it. Don't try to high vibe on yourself. These are just tools that you can pick up. Um, you know, journal about it, go into it, ask yourself, you know, what's happening here, let yourself cry. For me, letting myself actually feel whatever the fuck is there, like that's the path. So sometimes that means waiting a day or two or three or four. And then when I get calm again, when I feel peaceful again, when I'm driving down the road and I feel at peace, that's when the truth comes. That's when the answers arrive. That's when the sobering truth, it's not going to scare you. Your truth is not going to be fear-based. It's going to say, babe, you need to leave this or you need to explore. It's probably not even going to say need. Your intuition doesn't say need. I don't think, <laughs> you know, best, but it's like, for me, it's like this deep, quiet knowing, and I'm very uh, vocal. So I'll ask myself, you know, higher self, is this right for you? And I'll hear it in my head. Maybe you feel it in your gut. Maybe you, you know, we all have different ways of perceiving our truth. But God, like, is that not the most important thing? <laughs> 
So anywho, in my life now, I'm called to explore animal products. And yes, and I've been vegan and all these things, and it's rare that I eat, you know, dairy, and I don't like gluten and all that stuff and all the toxic foods and all, literally you go to the grocery store, like, they're trying to fucking fuck us up. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm just going to be real. Like, so much stuff is actual fucking poison. The water's, a lot of it's poison. The plastic bottles are poison, you know, leaching chemicals into the water. The food is poison. Like, the animals are suffering, generally speaking, you know. It's really scary out there. And there's also another way to consume, quote unquote, properly. There's happy animals that we can consume very consciously with love and respect from farmers. There's other ways. And sometimes recently, love, I've literally felt like my body is floating. And I'm like, damn, I kind of want to eat denser food. Like the yogurts and the vegans, this and the tofu, that and this and that. It's just not there. It's just not doing it for me. My body, my knowing is calling me somewhere else. So I've incorporated eggs. I eat fish now. I've played with gluten again in small amounts. Um, And I'm really curious about, so I actually last night, I don't know if you saw my Instagram stories, if you didn't, it's totally cool, but I had a goat cheese stick and that was like revolutionary for me. I got it at Good Foods, which is a store near me that's from farmers like it's literally conscious consumption it's not buying a slaved animal if you're buying and you know this i hope if you're buying an animal that was literally slaughtered and enslaved and in a box and in a cage i can't even go there right now because it will literally make me cry you're consuming that energy and you're also paying the system that's harming these animals and i'm not shaking my finger you're bad you're bad you're bad all i'm saying is For me, I don't have to consume animals that way. There's another way. There's another way. From the farmers, you know, that goat cheese stick, I sat with it. You know, when we're we're consuming, whether it's animal products or plants, we're killing it. We are literally consuming its energy. So whatever you're eating, for me, it's good to have some reciprocity. My partner and I pray over our food. It's nice to thank these animals or plants, you know, plants have consciousness too, and you're consuming their life force and you're turning it into you. You're consuming. It's like the Aurora Boris, Aurora Boris, that thing with the snake eating its own tail, life consuming life. It's a part of life, but how are we doing it? How am I doing it? So I ate the cheese stick and I did it slowly. You know, how is this going to feel? I don't think I've ever eaten goat cheese, first of all. And it's, I don't rarely, really, really, I never drink milk, any of that stuff. So this was pretty revolutionary for me. I'm going baby steps. I liked it. I'll probably have another one, maybe today. Um, I love eggs. And yeah, I'm just, you know, exploring these embodied nudges how can i be more nourished so all of this to say spirituality is about evolution about unboxing ourselves about the play of what structures are supporting me and which ones aren't do i want to implement more here and less here and in order for us to really check in with that and feel into that one we have to take time to do that 
if we're wrapped up in the everyday, we're not going to be super connected to our soul and our intuition. So time for you is important. Time to journal, time to draw, time to eye gaze, time to have ceremony, to talk to spirit, whatever that means for you. And then approaching ourselves without any judgment, approaching ourselves with compassion. What's right for you? What's not right for you? And that gets to shift from moment to moment. Whether it's about food, whether it's about sexuality. And, you know, of course, if you're in a relationship, being transparent with how you're growing in that sexual space too. You know, letting your partner in and really being vulnerable and expressing, you know, new desires and having a talk about it and not expecting them to be, you know, gung-ho about your kinky desires. (laughs) but having a conversation, you know, Hey, like I'm really having these feelings of being interested in these new things. Like, you know, would you be open to hear me out and then starting slow, you know, Mm. Mm -mm My love, thank you so much for being with me today. I really hope this has inspired you and um, I hope it has spoken to you. And if it has and you want to share that with me, go right ahead. I love to connect with you and hear from you. I'm winged.alchemy on Instagram and you probably know me and know where to find me. But if you're new here, hi, I'm Ashley. I'm the owner founder of Winged Alchemy. I'm a shamanic energy medicine practitioner, coach, psychic, spiritual mentor for powerful empathic souls who are ready to own their lives, their body, their sexuality, to radiate out into the world as their fullest self. And I help a lot of souls that step into their psychic powers and help other people with their gifts and if you are like i'm an empathic soul i know i have these psychic spiritual powers we all do straight up but if you're like holy shit that part of what you're saying is really speaking to me i have the program it's called from pain to purpose and it will take you through this journey of meeting yourself mind body soul and unearthing your spiritual gifts and powers training them and you know how do we how do we do the business thing so the soulpreneurship the business foundations i really jive on all of that i love it I love conscious sales. I love helping other people. I love empowering my clients. I love being of service. And if that speaks to you, then you can always check out my website. It will be linked in the show notes. And also, if that really jives with you, send me a message. Let me know so I can speak more on, you know, business foundations and um, your vision for your business and marketing. Let me know so I can do more podcast episodes on that as well. Would love to hear what you want to call out of me. That would be amazing. So that's always an option for you, an invitation. And I'm also excited to bring some guests on. So anyways, thanks for staying with me and thanks for being here. Um, I feel like that's it for today, my love. I hope that you feel inspired and nourished in your life. And I hope that you welcome every fucking part of you. I will see you next time. Mwah.
Hey love, thank you so much for tuning in today for Spiritually Empowered Podcast. I hope you absolutely loved this episode. And if you did, please share it with somebody who you really feel would benefit from these teachings and from this remembrance. I hope you have an incredible day wherever you're at in your world. And I will talk to you very soon. Love you.